Hello everyone. We really hope that you're all keeping well and staying safe at the moment. The usual United podcast episode is coming up, but first we just wanted to put out a disclaimer that this episode was of course pre-recorded many, many weeks before the coronavirus outbreak had forced us all to adopt social distancing measures. You will hear that this episode was at the Aeon training complex and that we sound very happy and carefree. But just to reiterate, we weren't there recording that this week. We do have one or two more pre-recorded episodes to bring you and we are working really hard on how we can record some from home so that you guys don't miss out on any. Anyway, on with this week's pod. Enjoy. Here's Chong. Fantastic. Well, when he hits them, they stay hit. Chong onto his left foot. Chong drilled it. Oh, what a hit. Oh, what a finish. Gomez making the Manchester United Academy proud. Chong. Chong picks out Gomez. Fantastic football. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United podcast. I am joined by Sam. Hello. Sam, how are you? Very good, uh, thank Maisie you, has not joined us. No, nope, he's not afternoon. with us. He had to he's done a little bit of skiving. Mm-hmm. He's gone uh, trampolining. Yep, certainly has. Can I just clarify, Maisie hasn't gone trampolining. We don't think. No, we don't think he has. Um, his daughter is very successful. Yes, uh, so he's taken her, which is a fair enough excuse. Is that tram- a trampolinist? Trampolina? Trampoliner? I like trampolinist. Trampolinist, we'll yeah. go with that one. A trampolinologist. <laughs> I think that's a technical. Too far, too yeah. far. Okay, I apologise. Uh, we are at the Aeon Training Complex um, every now and again. Uh, the club here have days where the players all get involved <laughs> in commercial uh, aspects of... Um, Life the, as a footballer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Media days, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So we're part of it today. We are. We are set up in one of the changing rooms mm-hmm. in the academy building and we are waiting the arrival of our next guests, plural. First time we've had two together. It is, yeah. Well, the thing is, we don't know whether they will come together. No, it's quite a complicated day, come, isn't it? There's they might a lot come going separately. On. We might get them together. Mm-hmm. We might get nobody. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm sure we're going to get somebody. <laughs> um, also, quite fun, this is a very special media day. And in fact, we've had little stickers stuck over the cameras on our phones, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Because there are things here that no one is allowed to take photos of because Manchester United have got their new kits for next season in the building. Um, and we did sneak off earlier to look at it. We did. Um, but if anybody we asked, we that. didn't. We didn't. Of course we didn't do that. That was a joke. No. That was a, I'm winking. We just were walking we suspiciously around the room. Yeah, we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, they're here. And because of that, there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more bodies, there's a lot more presence. It's a much busier occasion than normal. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we don't know what quite timings we'll get, but exciting to Heath Chong and Angel Gomez because they're the youngest guests we've ever had on the podcast. So we're going to get an entirely new perspective on life as a Manchester United player. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward to this one. Me too. Um, well, we're in the changing room and um, hopefully they'll appear any second now. So Heath, welcome to the Man United podcast. Thank you. Uh, Good to be here. Good. I will say right now, you are the youngest guest we've ever had. But there is also an empty chair and a spare mic next to you because Angel Gomez could join us at any moment in this and then he would become the youngest guest we've ever had. Let's hope hope he stays away (laughs) so I can enjoy it for a bit. (laughs) All right, uh, let's get started. You, when you were, were, um, your early years, were in the Caribbean, right? Yeah, indeed. Curacao. um, And then obviously I moved to uh, Holland when I was eight. So, yeah, so it's good. I think, um, you know, when I moved to Holland, it was all because of football, really. So, um, you know, it's it's amazing to be here now. Where did your footballing influence come from then? Probably my dad. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a funny story because I think when I was younger, I never used to like football. Really? So I think it's the World Cup 2006 with France and Italy in the final. 
that's the first time I watched football. So before that, my dad would say, because he, he used to play football as well, and he used to say, oh, you want to come and watch me? So I was like, well, why am I going to watch a super sport like that? Oh. So it was a crazy story. And then um, obviously the World Cup, 2006. And how old were you when that World Cup was on? Oh, six. six. Yeah, so then after the World Cup, I was like, yeah, I want to start playing football. And I think it took a couple of months before my dad actually put me on because mm. he didn't believe me. Because he was like, how do you go from hating the sport to now want to play mm. it? So I waited for a couple of months and then after that, just, just started no playing way. and stuff, yeah. Did you have a sport you were into before football? No, nothing. nothing just not really. very sporty no, in general no, until no, then? No, nothing. I know this isn't the most important thing, but I've got to ask because it's the only thing I think of when I think about that World Cup. Zinedine Zidane's headbutt is one of your earliest football memories. Indeed. And the, the funny thing is I've never watched football, but I was for France that final. And then I remember France losing and I start crying, but I was like, I never <laughs> watch football, so why are you crying, you know? But it was, you know, it's a funny memory, to be honest. Were you able to forgive him for the headbutt as a six-year-old? <laughs> I did after a couple of years. Nice. I had to process it first yeah. and then after a couple of years, uh, you know, That's I did forgive him. Yeah, yeah, I had to. <laughs> I had to. So you moved to Holland at eight years old, you said. And from that moment, was it just football was just the main thing in your life after that? Yeah, so I think um, once I started playing football in Curacao, you know, my dad started to know it's okay. He's, he's quite all right. He's, he can do a bit. Mm. And then, um, so he he lived in Holland before. So he kind of knew what Holland was about mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, so, yeah, the, so my, my mom and dad both just left Curacao for football, really. And then I went on trial. Um, to Feyenoord and then ever since I think I, I was in trial for like two or three months and then after that I came back to Curacao finished the year with school and stuff and then moved to Holland Who were the players you watched because uh, as a kid everybody has players like that and posted on their wall did you have all of that? I think I think I was a Ronaldo fan I had a big a massive poster of Cristiano Ronaldo I think right when he was you know 2008 and stuff he was right when he was, you know moved to uh, Manchester and stuff so I had a big um, Ronaldo poster yeah. <laughs> so talk to us about your journey with Manchester United then. How did that all come about? So I think it was when I was, when I played, I, I played the tournament here, um, the Night Cup. At mm -hmm. that time it was Night Cup. Um, played the tournament here. And then after that, United, you know, told me they're interested in stuff. Um, and it was straight away like, that's United. So <laughs> it's almost impossible to say no to really. Um, so I was 16 at that time. And, you know, we discussed it at home and stuff. It was, like I said, almost impossible to say no to United. So, yeah, I moved when I was 16 and my mum and dad came over with me as well. And then after that, I started in the 18s. And I think the first six months I played and then the second second six months I got injured straight away. Um, in January, I've done my ACL. So I was out for 10 months, I think. I had surgery and stuff and then came back. Um, so that's... Yeah, that's how it really started. The first year was like, I only played six months of it and then was injured for like a year, mm -hmm. almost. When you joined United, were there other clubs that were after you as well and you had to, to make that decision to join United? And yeah. why was it United you picked? Yeah, I think there was other clubs even you know from England and stuff as well. But like I said, when United come, United is one of the biggest clubs uh, in the world. So it's almost impossible to say no to. So I think once United came, it was no to everyone else. And, you know, just discussing, am I just going to stay in Holland or is it United? I think the other options weren't even there. You said that your dad was obviously very influential in getting you into football. What team did he support growing up? He actually support because he lived in Holland for a bit. Mm -hmm. So he actually support, I think it was United and he support Ajax in, mm -hmm. in Holland. So I think they're the two teams that he supported. So he was, I think he was a bit gutted that when I went to play for Feyenoord because basically that's the yeah. biggest two rivals. But 
after a while, he became a Finals fan as well. So yeah, he had to. He's got a few teams now. Yeah, then, he's got a few teams. <laughs> when you when you signed United and you came, is this where you came? Did you come to the ATC? Yeah. So I think at that time I was in the 18s, and the 18s were you know on the other side, near the building. But that's here's where you know everything started really when I came across. Yeah. And obviously, there's there's pictures on all of the walls. I mean. Helen spotted one earlier of Johnny, who's, who's on the wall just outside this changing room. And then there's Wes Brown and there's John O'Shea and there's all these players and there are shirts up and stuff. Does that give you inspiration and hope? Obviously, you've, you're playing for the first team now, but before that happened, does it make you think, yeah, I'll be the next one, I'll be the next one? I think with United, it's always been the history of, you know, young players coming through. So I think when you play in there, you always know if, you know, if you, if you do your best, if you work hard, that the opportunity might be able to be there. So I think as, you know, when you came... You thought straight away, yeah, okay, let's work hard and see, you know, where I am in, in a year, in two years. So, yeah. 100%. If you just picked up that weird noise, uh, it's because we're in the change room and I think it's coming from the toilets, nice. which are self-flushing and there's hand dryers and all sorts going on. So I think that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I heard this, it as well. this was glamorous. Yeah. It's very glamorous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember coming here for the first time and seeing any players and being starstruck? Yeah, I do remember that. I think right before, you know, I moved out, visit, United to see you know see the place and stuff and remember because I think that's one of the best things about United you know everyone eats together and stuff the canteen is not it's not like oh it's only first team it's only no it's everyone eats together mm -hmm. so the 18s the 23s the first team everyone comes together and stuff so the first time I went up to the canteen it was like Wayne Rooney that was like okay this is you know this is Wayne Rooney so I think um, yeah, that's like few experience that you you never forget. Was that early on when you? Yeah, that was early on. It was like my first so couple 16? of months. So I was like sixteen. Yeah. So I was like, I play with you on FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> so so it's crazy. It's Who funny. would have been good at that time in terms of integrating you into the the canteen in terms of banter and having a little chat with you on the side? I think the the little man we're waiting for Angel. I think um, you know before I came, I already spoken to him a couple of times. Okay, I knew yeah. him quite well before I came. And obviously when I came that just made it easier. Yeah. Um so he, you know, he really helped me the first couple of months. And even, you know, when I was injured and stuff, because I think he got injured at the same time. So we was, you know, every day together in the gym and stuff. So he really you know, helped me settle in as well. How long did it take for you to get used to being here and seeing people like Wayne Rooney in the flesh and not on FIFA? <laughs> I think you know, once you you have that first experience and stuff, it's always, you know, it's always gonna be a, a major thing. But then after a while, you know, you start knowing it's okay. Now this is, you know, this is what I want to do. This is my hobby and stuff. So you start focusing on your own game as well, and you start focusing. Okay, how can I improve as a as a player? Even though you just came, you just want to, you know, improve. Obviously, you used to play with Wayne Rooney as as like a character in a computer game. But now you're in these games. Do you remember the first time you appeared in one? Yeah, I do you remember it? But I, I remember my. Nah, my character didn't look like me, so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't happy with that. Did it have the <laughs> and, um, hair? Yeah, it, well, the hair was it wasn't like the hair as well, so it was like I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm kind of happy I'm on a game anyway, so it doesn't matter what I look like. How do they create those images? By the way, do you have to? I think you just do your um, face scan and stuff um, yeah, before yeah, the so game you, comes out. You yeah, do that every year. Yeah, you do that every so year. So how can it not look like you? So that year I didn't do it yet, so I was just coming up, and then obviously they do it at the start of the season. And I wasn't there yet at the start of the season. I just came a bit middle of the season, so they've done it already, and I didn't do it. So they, I think they just made a quick, a yeah, quick yeah, character. Yeah, but then after that, enough. the next year was, you know, his face kind of stuff. So it was better. Yeah, that's good. As soon as that, but you always putting yourself in the team. 
I, I bring myself off the bench to be honest. You don't even start yourself. No, I don't start myself because I don't like myself. It's improvement. It's got to right, be more okay. improvement. You know, yeah. I, I play to win, so yeah. it's improvement. I, my player, he's got to improve. But he comes on the last fifteen minutes and changes it, it does alright. It changes yeah. the game. He does alright. <laughs> so have you got? Uh, have you got like a fantasy football team? I actually don't. Everyone plays no, that, okay. but yeah. I actually don't play it to be okay. honest. So. Do you I still like play any computer games like that? Yeah, I do. But obviously, with and that's the fun bit as well with friends from back home as well from Curacao yeah. and stuff. So everyone joins on online party, speaking to each other and playing. You See, know, these play are things games. I don't understand. So yeah. I have to take over from here. <laughs> I do know people wear headsets. Yeah, I wear headsets. So even I wear headsets. You know, speak to my friends yeah, and stuff. It's a, it's always been a culture in football clubs because when Johnny played, what was the? I can't think what the, when he was here. I can't mm, think what the game was called. So, so calm. calm, that's yeah, what they used to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have no doing. idea about computer games. Yeah. I'm not into computer games. No, you're a grown-up. That's <laughs> what you are, Helen. You're a grown-up. Um, I want to ask you quickly, because you mentioned earlier about your injury and what it felt like, because that's such a major injury. And getting it at such a young age, were you worried about your development? Were, were the club supportive? Like, what happened? I think you, you know, uh, when you're that young, I think you you would be lying if you said you, you wasn't worried when you got to come back um, from such a m- major injury. But I think the club... You know, the club and my family straight away, you know, been supportive. The club has done everything possible, you know, to make me come back better, stronger. And even when I was injured, the club was just one of the best support I've, you know, I've ever received. Mm-hmm. So that's just compliment to, to the mm-hmm. club, really, and everyone around the club. And a big compliment to, you know, my family and friends as well, just helping me through it. Because you do, you do get worried of, okay, am I going to be able to come back to that same level? Am I able to be that quick as well am I going to be stronger from you know am I ever going to come back the way I was and that's compliment to the club really to um make me come back maybe even better and stronger really how did it feel when you first started playing again even just training again were you were you worried then to be honest I wasn't worried I was just happiness really you know of playing again of just playing again we've got another guest Andrew Gomez is with us uh, that, oh. There goes my record, Hi, huh? Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, Andrew, congratulations! You've just taken uh, Teeth's record as being the youngest guest we've ever had on the podcast. Hey. How does it feel? Privilege. Yeah, nice. Uh, how's your morning been? Great. Just finished training. Yeah. How was it? Yeah. Good session. Good session. Brilliant team. So, do you two like? Because at the moment you're you're here because it's like a club media day, right? So there's yeah. lots of things going on. Also, the new kit is here. We've all had stickers placed over the cameras on our phones so that if we see it, we can't leak it or anything. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Nice. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want you to describe it. Yeah, but they're not allowed. Your thoughts on new home kit? No comment. No, I'm joking. I like the home kit. The home kit's Good. nice. Good. Yeah, I like it. Same. I agree with him. I like it. But like again. I can't say too much about it. So yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll just uh, keep it a secret. Shut down if yeah. we say too much, aren't we? Let's keep it a secret. <laughs> keep you yeah. on suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you get, do you get excited? Like, because we don't talk about this kit, but like each year when you see the new kits and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. I get excited anyway. Nice. And also, like your squad numbers. You do? Are they something you care much about, or is it just you want to be in the team, so it doesn't really matter? I think mm. as a young player, you're just happy to, you know, have yeah. your name you on the back of the shirt. Like, no, <laughs> I'm just happy to have them, you yeah. know, my name on the back of the shirt and whatever number that is, is like I said, it's just a privilege to even have that, to be honest, for me. I like, I like specific numbers, mm-hmm. but um, as a young player, like Changi said, whatever, whatever number you get is what you wear when you get picked. Are you a bit superstitious about your number? No, but I think growing up as a young player, you just kind of have preferences and mm-hmm. numbers you like which which are yours um <laughs> <laughs> growing up i've always worn number 10 yeah. but that's a big big shirt to fill mm-hmm. um 
and I like 18 as well. Yeah? Yeah. Is that, did you pick 28? Because your number changed, didn't it, in the, at the start of the yeah, season? Yeah, it changed. Um, no, I didn't pick that number, but I like it because yeah, two, two plus eight equals 10, so. Nice. Yeah, pick mm-hmm. yeah. mass. Yeah, perfect. Uh, do you enjoy doing like the media days? Like, because I suppose usually the players we've spoken to, like we spoke to Ashley Young before he went to Inter Milan, and obviously he's quite a lot older than you two are. But for you two, this is all, I suppose relatively new doing all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I've not really done so much. So this mm-hmm. year's probably been the first year that we've mm-hmm. done quite a lot of media. I think that's the wrong question to ask players. Nobody likes longer days of training, do they? No. Do you like doing media stuff? To be honest, like, stuff like this, that podcast and stuff, it's more fun that, you know, just, you know, standing around maybe and yeah, taking yeah, pictures yeah. and stuff. You enjoy yeah. this more because, you know, you're speaking a bit more and stuff, mm-hmm. interacting a bit more. So, yeah. What do you do in your spare time, both of you? Netflix. What do you watch? What's on the, uh, what's on the agenda? Uh, I just finished watching The Stranger. Yeah, you watched that? Yeah, it's good. I just finished watching... The last episode of Power as well. Power, yeah. Nice. Don't know if he's watched that. Yeah, no. probably completed all of it to be honest. <laughs> well, all of Netflix. Probably, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, I've probably completed. Probably, yeah. But I think because of the traveling and stuff, you know, away games and stuff, you most of the time yeah. you just download stuff to watch on the plane yeah. or on train and stuff. So most of the times you watch. You know. It's what Jesse said actually, because we when we spoke to him, he said like often. In, it's not worth the trouble of going out for a cup of coffee because he doesn't want necessarily to see loads of people. Yeah. So he just sits in and watches Netflix. Yeah. A lot of the players will have that as well. I'm a bit younger, so mm-hmm. I can wonder I can wonder about a bit more and not get as much hassle as the other players. Mm. But when you finish training you're just tired anyway. Mm, tired. And yeah. You're just in sleep. Have mode. a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Top tips for people with a Netflix account. What's your number one pick that they need to watch? I've been impressed with the strangers. I've finished that as well. I think mm-hmm. that was good. Um, but I'm I'm more a type of guy more into documentaries and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all the mind of Aaron Hernandez and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was so good. I think yeah, that yeah. was some good stuff in there. Really, I like David Attenborough as well. Oh, who doesn't like David? Attenborough? Can you do a David Attenborough voice? No, I actually can't. Come on. I actually can't. Everybody, you must have tried it though. Can you do it? I can't well, I, do well, it. I can definitely. It's not good. Go on, but I can, can definitely try. try. Go on. Uh, Did you remember that this goes out to a lot of people? Sam? Yeah, like, sure. That's, 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 all I'm going to do is do a bad impression. <laughs> The graceful sloth wanders through the brush. He's bored. I should stop now. <laughs> it's just whispering. Right. You have to, yeah. You've got to leave weird pauses because he leaves pauses yeah. where it's unnatural to leave a pause. Yeah. It's better to try. watch I'll it at try. night. Got to try. It's better to watch it at night because yeah, it puts you to sleep. Puts you a bit Angel, let's talk about your um, start here at Manchester United. Well, actually, let's go back to the very start. Talk to us about growing up. Um, what was life like for you? Growing up, I grew up in an area where it was just full of Manchester United fans in Salford. So growing up, I was very, very red. Um, and that's literally been my childhood, really. Going to the games, um, pretending to be a players that played here on the street. and Who? What, what players in particular? Um, Rooney, Ronaldo. I used to love Nanny as well. He's your godfather, right? Yeah, yeah. So I used to always... After I scored, I used to do cartwheels and stuff like that when I was younger. Can you, the same as he did? Not a backflip, right? But just I used to do the little round yeah. off the cartwheel, um, just like a four and roll. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's that's it really. That's pretty much mm-hmm. it, my childhood growing up here. Because your dad played under twenty ones for Portugal, right? Yeah, which is which is pretty amazing. So it, presumably everything was just football obsessed. Yeah, everything with me was just football. My older brother played for United as well, so I used to come in and watch um, him train and play. And he was the age group above Jesse, so at the time Jesse and stuff used to play as well. So 
he knows um, my brother and people like that as well. So, mm-hmm. well, obviously. Taitha was saying earlier when he joined and he walked in here and he saw Wayne Rooney for the first time, it was all a bit sort of wow. And he told us that you were the guy that sort of smoothed everything over and got everyone to meet everybody. I guess because you already had connections with the club, so you knew everybody. Yeah, I was kind of like the intermediate. Like um, I came and I kind of already spoke to Chongi before he came. So when I met him for the first time, it was like I've known him mm. for ages and we kind of just instantly clicked and there was a few other lads in that year that joined as well um that were foreign as well so I kind of just did things to try and get everyone together like if it was a meal to go out or if there was a party um you kind of mix everyone in really mm-hmm. how, how was it that you you came to know each other and be in contact before you signed I think we go back to uh, I think the tournament I played in nightclub I think after the tournament um you know me and Angel stayed in contact on uh, through Instagram and stuff and you just, you know, used to speak um, every once in a while to each other. So, like he said, it just made it easier to, when I came, you know, I already uh, knew him before we spoke already, so made it easier. Since those days, obviously your profiles have both risen enormously because you're regularly playing for the first team. Do you still use social media as much? We, like, as I said, we spoke to Jesse about it quite a lot because it was something that he's obviously been quite active on, but also gets different kinds of messages on and is, is sort of, he doesn't read the comments, doesn't look at anything because doesn't want to see what's there more or yeah. less um for me um i don't use it as much i use it more as a way to show fans um interact with interact them, yeah. with fans yeah really um the odd time i'll flick through and see but i'm not i'm not big i'm not big on using it really for me mostly i just use it to stay in contact with you know people from back home and stuff so curacao and stuff um you know sometimes i've lost contact with people and then you might just find them through social media really so that's what i use it mostly for anyways I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think people forget, I think, when they write stuff, whether good or bad or neutral, that yeah. there's a good chance it will be read. Yeah. yeah. I always think of there was an England game after a World Cup where we got knocked out and there was a picture of some of the players on the coach and they were smiling. And I think one of the newspapers went with like, smiling after defeat. And you think people mm-hmm. people forget that people that play football are humans and mm-hmm. they're just like, the result might not yeah. go the right way, but you still got to enjoy your life the next day. Yeah, of course. I should have been, sorry, have you got a folder in your top pocket, Ben Chance? I'm just getting a little bit of feedback. Me? Yeah, you got a phone in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Sorry. Having a good it's chat. It's a demanding. Then. Sorry, I know. No, really yeah. nice no, chat. No, it's fine. I don't want to be No, it's fine. Rookie. was going, whenever you hear it, I guess. Yeah, just move your chair as well. Don't know what that's called, technically, but. It was really bad on the Cantonar one because he had one of them really old phones. Hey, there's such an old phone. How old was his phone? Yeah, we did a podcast with Campton and he pulled out this little, like, Nokia. The podcast was amazing. He did a podcast with him, was it good? Yeah, it was unbelievable. He was, you know, do you know how, how you expect Eric Cantona to be? He was like that. He was yeah. like that. He was absolutely amazing. Helen asked him what he did in between training. Let's, let's try this. No. What do you do in between training? Because there's free time, right? So what do you do when you're not at training? Um, Netflix, you already answered yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cantona, make love, drink wine. Is that what he said? <laughs> That's what he yes. said. Yeah. Totally relaxed. Imagine Eric Cantona staring at you just going, make love, drink wine. It was a special moment in my life. It was amazing. One last question I would ask on social media because a few players have been quite out. Is there anything really embarrassing you're worried about coming back round that you might have posted like three years ago thinking, this is really cool, but of course, three years later it isn't? They're not going to answer that. I are have they? one. Yeah. Um, do you remember that picture when I was at England and everyone's hitting the, the folks? folks. 
everyone's doing <laughs> everyone's doing a dance move. Yeah. And um it's like you're hitting the folks and everyone's like got their arms in a certain position. But I was a bit of a rookie back then. I was a bit stiff, so I couldn't really. But I just decided to get involved anyway. So I was like, let me jump in the picture. And everyone's doing it one way. <laughs> I'm doing it the other way. Oh, no. And everyone got on to me about it. But like I said I was just oh. doing my own version. But That's how yeah, it goes. Exactly. You've got to make mistakes to learn. Yeah. yeah. Be your own person. And yeah. I've learned now, so I'm a bit more <laughs> looser and a bit more. Okay. Your dancing's a bit more on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what about initiations? Have you both had to sing a song when you've made your debut in the first team? Or what do you do here? I think we had a preseason, so mm -hmm. I think it was last year uh, in America. Was that your first preseason was, tour? Yeah, that was first preseason tour. We had to sing, so what in front sing? of everyone, I sung uh, Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Nice. I'm so, sure I've seen this, actually. Have you? Uh, did it not go a little bit viral, that one? Or was that not you? I've sung like three I'm times. Sure. I've seen it go, <laughs> go around a bit. <laughs> Why? It might, yeah, it yeah, might yeah. be. Yeah. I, I just like it. Um, the first time I sang in LA and then the second time it was just optional I just decided to I just wanted to sing I just okay um, nice voice. it was in Dubai yeah I sang um, We Are Young you know fun oh yeah lovely mm. no because a few of the lads I think Marcus and Jesse we just sat down and someone was singing with the mic and it was like I think he forgets it was in a full restaurant it was the restaurant was, yeah. the restaurant was full <laughs> and no one knew I was go going to sing and like they spoke to the people to give me the microphone just randomly mm -hmm. and they'll put the music on in the background and none of the lads no one knew and um, uh, yeah there was like I bet you won't sing I was like go on then why not so then, like, they gave me the mic and I just started singing and started going and went, I just went all out. <laughs> so what about the third time? Um, actually, I've done it twice. I lied. I've done oh. it twice. Oh, what, was your, think what was your first one, song that you sang, sorry? Um, Amy Winehouse. Valerie. Oh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah, good one. Everybody going. sings along. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's a good it. choice, yeah. yeah. And that was, on, was that on tour as well? Yeah, that was on tour as yeah. well. Talk to us about your time on tour. Um, what was it like going on your first tour? Um, for you firstly to Heath um, for me you know it's something as well you, you work for it's your first time you're going with the first team and stuff so it's a dream come true in a way as well mm -hmm. um, and you know just interacting with the with the first team players and you know finding out um, who he is and I think you know some of the players over there helped us quite well as well to you know get into the team and stuff so like you got Jesse Marcus and stuff that you know speak to you daily and chance to help you whether that's on or off the pitch really so it's, mm -hmm. it's really good. I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, the first time you go and you're a bit nervous because I'm quite energetic and I'm quite bubbly, but you don't want to just go in the changing room or you don't want to just go and show how you are. So you've kind of got to ease yourself in. And I think a lot of the lads help you with that. Um, I spoke to everyone, the, the Spanish boys, because I can speak Portuguese and Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, so I spoke to them and then obviously the younger players that I'm closer with. So... It was a good way to interact with everyone and build mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. Must be like for you, it must be very different to how it seems on the outside because for so many fans, especially ones that are more global than the ones in Manchester, it's like they don't know who you are. Whereas they might have a few fans here that are paying attention to the reserves, the under 18s, and so on. But if you're a fan spread around the world, you suddenly go, oh, there's two names people I haven't heard of. And they get really excited. And you get a bit more game time on the tours when I suppose you're a bit younger. Does that. Does that give you a sense of encouragement or does it just suddenly feel a bit more pressured because I suppose it's a different style of football to you've been playing? Um, for me, um, I just enjoyed it mm -hmm. like I enjoyed the pressure and um, like when you're walking off and you can hear fans 
um, screaming your name, asking for your shirt and things like that. It's things you've never really experienced. Yeah. Is it weird? Yeah, it's it's weird. You're like, do you know me? Like, <laughs> you know, behind oh, your you, shoulder to see oh, there's someone you know, else. You know who I am. And um, no, like I just enjoyed the whole experience. Do you remember the first time you signed an autograph and the first time you posed for a selfie? I ain't speaking about autographs because if you seen his autograph at the start, you yeah. would. Oh my God. What was wrong with it? It was the worst autograph I've ever seen. Has it taken a bit of practice to Heath? I think I've done, I've done okay. I think even the first one was okay, you know. I was uh, <laughs> exaggerating a bit, but mm. I thought it was okay. Can you Were explain you Was them? he trying too hard? What, what, what was the issue no, with I it? kept it simple because I didn't have an autograph. Yeah. I kept it simple. It was... Presumably you want yeah. it simple because if you have to do a lot, yeah. you want to be able to go, exactly. done, done. Exactly. But we need to get a page. I think yeah. it was too simple. I think we need okay. to show what it yeah. looked like. Because yeah. oh. you... you by the sounds right, of how he's explaining one it. And yeah. the updated version. I'm excited about this. This yeah. is good content for a podcast. Bit. Yeah, nobody can see no, it. I'm going to just have to turn around quick to use a hard Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um, Shambles. No. Shambles. <laughs> Shambles. I, I even felt sorry for the people. I was like, I, then I just, I just signed next to it just because right. I, I had a nice see, one. This is what, like the normal one. It's just a T C. Wow. Yeah. It looks that's like, not, that's just like Hangman. No, that's what we do. We just keep it simple. Can you T show it to the camera, please? Show it to the camera, man. but. Is that's it, actually what you. I'm glad that you had worked on that. C, but it's, it's a simple one. It's T. It can also be Tom Cleverly. It's, yeah. no. it's Tom Cleverly. Players that you can think of. Could be anyone. All I'm thinking is we're playing Hangman, and the word is taco. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like Hangman. Yeah. Tell us what you've updated it to, or is that it now? No, no, no. no. Right, this okay, is the yeah. old one. Right, so okay, what yeah. you want me to show the new yeah. one? Or? Yeah, yeah, the new one. Andrew, you were right. I had to make him. Like I got onto him so much about that. I think you've done him a service there. Yeah, I have. I really have. So the first time you posed with a selfie or an autograph, Angel? Um, mine was after my debut. When uh, Palace? Yeah. I'm struggling a bit here. Really? <laughs> yeah. Can I get a new book? <laughs> no, 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 because my new, my new autograph is, is, is a working process, so i got to get it right. right this okay. looks like his, do you know when you're bored in lesson, you just do circles yeah. like on your page, that's what it is. Hold it, since you want to snitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mine was after my Palace debut, yeah. um, and I went back home to my estate because um, my grand lived there. So I went to see her, and it's very different. That's a that's a proper. Wow. I don't even know if it's better than the other one. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, you should do yours because yeah, I want to see this. Yeah. So can I just say as well, you're one of those autographs that if somebody got a shirt, they'd be like, "What? What is that name?" Yeah, no, no. So maybe you should stick to the TC. He no, but the thing, but so the thing, but the thing yeah. is, uh, it's been a working process. So mm -hmm. I never—that's what you got to imagine. I never thought uh, people were gonna actually ask me for my autograph. So when I'm, when I'm it started happening, it was like, uh, what, oh am no, what, do? Do? Yeah, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I don't have an autograph. <laughs> so that's when I came up with that. And then, but now I've been working on it. So it's a working yeah. process. You see, you're struggling you as well. Pressure, pressure. pressure. As long as you have your number, everybody knows it's you. Yeah. What about uh, what about selfies? Do you just go for the same face? No, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? That's it. <laughs> this is that's massive. Yeah, but that's oh, good. When, At least you know you can. When it's a fancy name. signature. When yeah. when is yeah. it going to be done? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a big I've Oh, that's like if I've got time. But if right. I'm going yeah, yeah, through yeah. a lot yeah, of people, yeah. yeah. If I'm going through a lot of people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen them do this before with fans. Don't let them lie to you. This is the one he does every time. Yeah, which see, one? that's more what which I expect. One? Like, if I see a signed shirt, yeah. that's what I'd expect to yeah. see. Which one? Which one? Trying to be quick, right? Yeah, that one. 
Yeah. That's if I'm signing a lot of shit. But if one person asks me like, "Oh, can you sign this?" And you I just basically, time, yeah, you're yeah. doing. You're just basically written angel, but bigger letters. No, but it's nice though. It's not nice. Angel, bigger letters. That looks like if I gave my niece a pen. That's not mine though. This is mine. This is mine. If I gave my niece a pen, how old is she? Um, she's four. Yeah, perfect. All right, Teeth, you have to leave us in a moment. This is a bizarre podcast. This one. Right, we should talk about your debut, PSG away historic night in the Champions League the first time in history that a team has lost 2-0 at home and then gone through in the second leg what was that like? I think this that, the question you know a lot of people have been asking but I think it's still you can't really describe that night really it's just indescribable I think um, coming on the pitch and you know experiencing the last goal from Marcus to the pen and just celebrating it really is I think is, is the best I think the best experience the best moment I think uh, in my life up to now it's just, you know, it's crazy. So it's stuff you dream about. Like, even if you was sat in front of the TV, you'd be, you know, screaming in, in your house. But just imagine being on the pitch in that moment and just, you know, so it's, it's indescribable, really. Was it what you thought it would be? When you, th- when you found out you were going to be uh, on the bench and then you found out you were coming on, what did that feel like? Because uh, I, f- I think when I came on, the game was still like, quite open. So you're trying to focus on that really. But then I think afterwards, you just realise what actually happened. So it's like... Yeah, you hadn't really yeah. taken it in at the moment. So yeah. it's like, that actually happened. So it's like, well, this is, this, you know, looks like I'm in a dream or something. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. Was it one of those times where, in fact, you didn't get starstruck and worry about Mbappe and Neymar stood on the side of the pitch and you were just thinking, it's a game of football, just like yeah, everything I've done before? Yeah, I think... Like I said, the game when I, you know, when I came on and stuff, we were still chasing, chasing the goal and stuff. So you was just, you know, at that moment, you just trying to focus on the game and try to do your best for the team. But then afterwards, you just, you know, when you realize what actually happened, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And since then, it's been more and more games for the first team, more and more regularly on the bench. Do you feel like a first team player now? Do you feel like you've made that step up? Yeah, I've, I would say I still have a lot of improvement, a lot of things, you know, I want to improve as a player. Um, but like I said, the, you know, the manager showing trust in youth players and not only me, but I feel like, you know, if I'm not on the bench and I see um, Angel or Mason or Brandon or whoever it is on the bench or even on the pitch, it feels like a proud moment because it's like you know, boys I've I've known for, you know, a couple of years now. So it's it's just a proud moment for me to see even them on the pitch. If mm-hmm. if I'm not involved to see them, it's, it's still a proud moment for me. It must be nice to have Ollie, um, you know, who really looks towards the youth. What what did it feel like for you whenever he came into the job full time, knowing that he really encourages that? I think just the whole the whole building felt that, you know, to mm-hmm. to the twenty threes, the eighteens, you know, just got a lift really. Players, everyone, you know, felt like okay, if I if I do my best, if I if I try to play good and try to work hard, there's mm-hmm. there's a possibility, there's an opportunity. So I think that's you know, that's been really good and um, for us as well, you know, um, you know, playing sometimes, um, coming on and making our debuts, I think that's stuff we dreamed about. Um, so for a manager to come in and, and do that, that just shows, you know, massive trust in, in the youth. And that's amazing. When we get to the end and we're talking to one of the guys in the first team, as I said, it's people like Ashley Young or Jesse who are a bit older, we usually say something like, um, what's, like a, what's a game like if you go back and relive? Or we certainly ask that of all the, the retired players. But for you, because you're just getting started, what is it? What's the ambition? What's the biggest dream? What's the ultimate goal? 
I think, you know, when you're United, there's no bigger ambition, really. So I think, um, you know, trying to keep developing as a player and try to play as much games as possible for United and try to win stuff, really. That's what it's about, you know, winning trophies and stuff. So I think that's, you know, that's the main main ambition, main goal, really. So, But there's a lot of hard work that goes into it and, you've, you know, you've got to put, you've got to put the work in as well. Thank you very much. No problem. We've got yes. to get away and do other important things. Yeah. We'll let you go, Angel. Sorry, yeah. you're not going anywhere yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, it's That's been fine. a pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as well. Thank you. Thank you, man. Do I move a seat forward or? Whatever feels yeah. comfortable. He seemed really nice. Is he really nice? No. No. <laughs> no I'm joking. Yeah, he is. Are you is. very close? Yeah, yeah, we're very close. Mm-hmm. Um, we bounce off each other. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. good lad to have in the changing room. He said, you, like early on when he did his ACL, that you both got injured at the same sort of time and that, that gave you a lot of time together. Yeah, we spent a lot of time together because I was going through my injuries and mm-hmm. um, he was going through his ACL. And um, at the time, both of us were excelling in, in the youth team. So it was kind of sad for both of us. But. His injury was worse than mine, so mm. for me it was more keeping his head away from his injury and just keeping his spirits up because it's difficult when you get injured and when the lads are coming in from training or from games and they're happy and we're out. It's, it's don't really feel part of it. You don't feel yeah. part of it, so between us I kind of had to keep each other going. Mm. Yeah. We talked about his debut and that being historic, but so was yours. Man United's youngest ever player since Duncan Edwards and you subbed on for Wayne Rooney and that was his final walk off the pitch at Old Trafford. Yeah, I, I forget that sometimes and when people remind me, I just think, well, and it just mm-hmm. comes back, it rejogs back into my head. Um, no, I'd, it was it was crazy. I remember just warming up and Mourinho was shouting me and I was just daydreaming, staring at the fans, stretching. And then it wasn't until a steward was like, Angel. And I looked back and he was like, the manager. I was like, oh, I'm actually going to come on. Um, and I just remember Rooney walking off and I was just like, whoa. All of your family, were they there? Yeah, I could hear them screaming because yeah. they were right. Like, By the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I could hear them and I was just like, this is actually happening. And when I came on, I just forgot about everything and just tried to enjoy every moment. But that, So I think, like, because that's what you, you expect, and that's what you want to happen. But, like, I guess when you first got the ball, could you hear the crowd or anything? Because that must have been so different to, to playing in, in the other levels. Yeah, you can hear everything, but I was so focused. I just wanted to make an impression. I just wanted to be free. And at the time, Carrick was playing, and I was in front of him, and whenever he got the ball he was just looking for me like wherever I was on the pitch he wanted me to get as many touches as possible so um yeah I touched the ball quite a lot and I felt quite eased in and quite comfortable it was a good debut for me in terms of making an impression against Yeovil after the game uh, the manager then obviously was Jose Mourinho who called you greedy Gomez oh yeah I remember seeing that after the game Angel Gomez as well looked looked great when he came on greedy Gomez <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to score the goal but uh, it's normal and it's nice. I think I got the ball out wide and my main thought was just go for it. And I went and I ended up beating my man. And I think I could have squared it, but in my head, I was not going to square <laughs> it. It was right in front of the fans. And I just, yeah. in my head, I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm so close to the goal here. Certainly going to have a go here, running at James, getting into the penalty area, beating his man. It's Gomez and he hits the side netting. What a terrific run that was, though, from the young Englishman. <laughs> I didn't even think about where I was going to shoot. I just thought about celebrating. 
Um, I could have just left the ball and ran into the fans, but no, I should have gone far post, but I tried going front post and I missed. And I just remember after thinking, oh my God, because as I'm running in my head, I'm thinking if I score here, I'm going to jump in the mix with the fans. I'm going to go missing. And no, and then after I just remember the manager saying, greedy go missing. Yeah, it just made me laugh. Maybe it was good that you missed if you'd gone missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense, yeah. yeah. The thing is for you though, everything you'd ever known from a child was Manchester United. You say your family were all big reds. You grew up in an estate where everybody was reds. That must have been such a, a surreal moment for you, almost in a different way because it's everything you've ever known. But did you actually think as a small child that you would be playing here one day? No, it's always in the back of your head and... Just growing up, you always hear comments about how hard it is to make it into the first team and mm. the percentages and how many people don't. So that's always playing in your head. And that's coming not just from coaches, it's coming from the outside, mm -hmm. teachers, everything. When they ask you what you want to be and say football, they're like, oh, it's slim. Um, but yeah, everyone's big red from where I grew mm -hmm. up and it was pressure. They always used to say, oh, we can't wait to see you on the TV and stuff. Yeah, almost but, harder in a way. Coming yeah, and from you're that. thinking, oh, like what if I don't <laughs> but um no everyone's proud and um it's a great feeling for me to be here if you weren't sorry just talking about people um asking you what you want to be if you weren't a footballer what would you have done good question um something in fashion I quite like mm. fashion and clothes did you like school or was it always just like means dinner and get school over go out and play football I just I was just silly I loved I loved school for the wrong reasons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I love just mucking around and having a laugh and being with my friends. But um, Did you go to school with some of the guys here as well? I did end up, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but my first two years was in Salford and then the next years were in Sale with mm -hmm. the a few of the boys that um, I played with. And no, it was funny. But then when I needed to be serious, yeah, I had yeah. to be serious. Mm -hmm. Annoyingly, we have to finish. So I will ask you the same question we asked Heath before he left, which was, as your career progresses... What are the goals you're setting yourself? What are the what are the dreams you want to reach? Um, winning as many trophies as possible, obviously. Um, that's what you're remembered for, winning trophies, um, and just going for it. Really, just trying to be the best you can you can be, and just trying to be remembered. Really, that's the main the main goal. Sounds perfect, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining thank us. You thank you very much indeed. Sam, mm -hmm. do you have an autograph? Well, I have a signature because I have to, somebody did once ask me, uh, I was at the world premiere of the class of oh, 92. No, no, I was working. Okay, I was at the world okay. premiere of the class of 92. And uh, when I was on the the other side of the fence to the fans, I was on the red carpet the side. red carpet, that's what he really wants I'm, to say. No, just, go, go, I was continue. trying really hard to not sound like that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, somebody in the crowd asked me to sign their United shirt. Did you do it? I said no. Yeah, a couple of people have asked me before whenever yeah. me and Maisie were doing Thursday Focus and stuff. Um, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It is. I always say, no, sorry, I don't have an autograph. Yeah, yeah. But like, let's face it, does Tahith Chong have an autograph? But, and that's the thing is... because That was interesting, that autograph, wasn't it? Yeah, the first one, <laughs> terrible. The second one, also <laughs> terrible for the complete opposite reasons. But I suppose you don't think about it, but if you're, he's only like 20, he needs to have a signature because exactly. he has to sign stuff. He's a professional football player. But... That's not something anyone ever goes, I guess, like when the club are training you. They don't go, right, guys, now it's half an hour for signatures. Oh, I used to do that when I was younger because you used to practice your signature for your bank card. I remember right. being young and thinking, I can't wait till I 
can sign my own bank card? Was that just me? No, I um, I once, when I was a student, I failed to get a phone contract because I couldn't do two matching signatures. Oh, they wouldn't so give me the phone. you need to work on too. But anyway, en- enough about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not about us. That it's was a really us. fun podcast. It was. They were great. I actually, I wish we'd got more time with Angel. I know. He was really fun and a really good talker. And uh, he was really funny and energetic. And I think he enjoyed doing it. So it'd be good, maybe another opportunity to get him again. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they had a real bond yeah, together. Yeah, they're proper friends, aren't mm-hmm. they? Okay, well, every week when we finish these, we do tell you, you can email us if you want to get in touch, unitedpodcast uh, at mayunited.co.uk, utdpodcast at mayunited.co.uk. And a few people have. So, um, Helen, would you like me to read these to you? I'd love you to. So we've got this one that says, Hi, Helen, Sam, and of course, Maisie. Firstly, congratulations on a great podcast. You've created a great environment to interview some of the greats of Manchester United. They all seem at great ease to talk about their stories, which comes across really well in the interviews. Uh, at the end of some of your podcasts, you've asked for suggestions on who you should interview next. So you've had Ollie. Surely you've got to get Mike Phelan. You can ask him about playing here, his transition to coaching and management at United and being under Sir Alex and of course under Ollie. Mm. So I think he'd be a great guest. Yeah. I'm looking at producer Matt. He's giving us a thumbs up so I think mm-hmm. we're going to go for that one we love that thank you very much um, and that is uh, from Stephen so Stephen thank you so much for the thank suggestion thank you Stephen that is definitely one we're going to try and get and thank you for listening this one is a good one it says love the pod always listen on my two hour drive to work yes two lol um, from San Antonio lol. to Austin in Texas oh wow ever been there nope nope me neither uh, but I'm sure it's nice oh no oh you've just lost it it's okay I've got it back again here we go um, he said uh, been a United fan for about 20 years and finally got to go to my first game at Old Trafford a few weeks ago for the game against Norwich which was 4-0 this is a very good one to go yeah, to exactly. um, the pod is informative and helps educate fans on maybe some periods of history they aren't completely sure about the best examples of that are Lou Macari and the Pally Pod couple of suggestions you ready for these yes Zlatan well, that their favorite would player. be amazing. Yeah, we'd all like that. And Rio. Yeah, would also be good. We'll mm-hmm. chase those. I'm looking. And Producer we've got a shot this time. We didn't get yeah. a thumbs up. I mean, we've asked the question. With questions are being asked. We're chasing. Yeah. Uh, it says, I definitely feel as though they would have interesting United and life stories in general. Keep up the great work. All the best. Brendan in San Antonio. Thank you very much, Brandon. That's nice, isn't it? I've got yeah. one more. Should we go for one more? Yeah. Okay, Can I just ask more. you though, Sam? Mm. Who would you, who would be your ideal guest? Uh, David Beckham. Okay. Um, I would really like Sir Alex obviously yeah um, what about you probably Sir Alex yeah I've interviewed him a couple of times All but right. sorry it's mm. true but I'd love to do a podcast with him yeah, would be because great. when I've talked to him in the past it's mostly been the day before a game sure. it's very much current match day yeah, things you just want to I mean, he'd be amazing wouldn't he he would be amazing would. okay I'm going to read this last email and then we'll sign off so this one says hello my name is Carl Cook and I'm a Manchester United supporter from the United States in Indiana been there Nope. Nope, me neither. Um, We haven't travelled enough. I wanted to write to you and say thank you so much for the podcast. As an American supporter, I've often felt distance from the club and I feel like I can now really integrate into a new level of appreciation of the greatest club in the world. The rich history that United has is a story every supporter needs to know and understand. And thanks to you all, I feel more connected to the club I love. To hear accounts from club legends is amazing and I eagerly anticipate each new episode. I'd like to give a quick shout out to the supporters group I am part of, Indie Man United. We love our club and thanks this group is outstanding um, thank you Kyle that was very kind of you uh, that's Kyle's. your dad isn't it that's, my dad is not Kyle <laughs> Cook from Indiana that was such a nice email thank you so much yeah, Kyle thank you Kyle yeah Carl or Kyle Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. with a yeah. K but I could suppose you could say Kyle with a K yeah um, so thank you for all of your emails and, and yeah. your messages and for listening we do of read course. them we do and uh, we appreciate them if you want to email you can United Podcast at mayunited.co.uk that's utdpodcast at mayunited.co.uk and you can like and subscribe and comment and review, review. Yeah, yeah exactly on whichever podcast platform you're listening on and we will see you on the next one won't we Helen 
Yes, we will. Bye. Thanks. Bye.